You ready for this? Oh. When did that song come out? I don't know. It's like the nineties. Late eighties, early nineties, maybe. The early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah. That's what we should start all our podcasts no. with. Veto. Y'all ready for this? Bean beans talk. <laughs> just joking. Okay. We're just wasting time sitting here fucking around when we could be talking about Bangkok. Hi guys, welcome to the Beans Talk Podcast, where we talk about everything travel. Sharing first-hand travel advice and getting to the bottom of real-life experiences in the hopes to inspire you to get out there yourself. Okay, right. Thailand, Bangkok, part two. Partido dos. What? <laughs> Is that part in Spanish? Partido? Yeah. I want to say no, but I, yeah. I honestly have no idea. It just Me sounds neither. wrong. Yeah, well, anyways. Could be right, could be wrong. It's I'll like when it. you're, what is it in Spanish? El parto? <laughs> it's part? El Plato? Oh, Plato. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Plato. The philosopher, not the oh, plate. I was, thinking like, I was thinking plate. Oh, I was thinking like the kids gooey. Oh, Plato. Like playing with it. The, the, mal- the malleable, salty substance. Multicolored, salty substance. Oh, man, we're just derailing quick here. Okay, part two. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we stopped last episode with us getting taken for a ride, figuratively and... Uh, Metaphorically. Yes. Literally. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> so, yeah, we were um, just getting done with a scam that had taken place. Um, so from that, I feel like we probably should just list our lessons that we learned. Which were? One, when someone approaches you and immediately starts complimenting you or commenting on something on your person, like something visually uh, appealing, like Carl's tattoos or his big-ass beard, for instance, um, just kind of keep your distance if you can and just see what they're all about first. I wouldn't even, you don't even need, I don't know, it depends on what, how you want to go about it, but I would just say be aware of your surroundings. Totally, that's good. And yeah. uh, I don't know, it got to the point where I was just sick of it, and you just get a feel for if, if it is going to be a scam yeah. or not, or if mm-hmm. this is like a genuine conversation. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, so, I mean, I'm sure there were people who came up to you and were like, oh, that's a badass beard, and were, like, not trying to scam you. Or honestly, you I don't know if that ever happened in Thailand. <laughs> it it happened in Vietnam, yeah. where people were legitimately wanting to talk and just yeah. chat with you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you'd leave or they'd leave, and they'd say, well, it was great talking with you, or, yeah. you know, have a good rest of your night. And you were just like, really? No scam? That's amazing. Wow, Vietnam something? is awesome. Yeah. But in Thailand... Nine times out of ten, it was yeah. uh, leading up to a scam where even if someone complimented on my beard or tattoos, mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, hand yeah. up and like, I'm not even interested. I know where this is going already. Well, I think Thailand is a lot more riddled with toilet, toilets. With so toilets. With a lot of toilets. No, with uh, with tourists. And squirty purties. 
30s? Gross. <laughs> that just sounds like another, like, ping pong show or something. <laughs> this is Squirty Purdy. She's our favorite ping pong show player. Um, anyway. We got sexy chopsticks, Squirty Purdy's, ping pong show. Oh, my God, gross. Oh, I forgot they would do that a lot. I can't even do it. My lips are so dry, I can't make that sound. Yeah. I probably need chapstick. No, can't do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, if someone approaches you and it, just be aware of really what's happening to the best of your ability. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, also, if you have bought into one of those scams, or if you're currently like on one of those, like at this very moment, if you're listening to our podcast. into one of those, if you're currently on one of those, we're just hey. going to talk like a radio. <laughs> I'm trying to be very precise with my What are the scams words? all about? Tell us. Whitney, carry on. What I really want to know. Ew, I do not like That's that what one. Okay, well, I will stop that immediately. Immediately. So if you're currently on one of those rides, then you will want to, I don't know, just be aware that you can get out of it at any time. You don't have to keep going with it. You don't have to keep getting scammed. You can just walk away. worry about like, oh, are their feelings going to get hurt or, you know, are they going to get pissed off or... Yeah. Am I going to be rude? Am I disrespectful? Or We worried about that a lot. I remember being like, well, we don't want to seem rude or we don't want to be this. Yeah. It's like, no, just fucking be rude. They're trying to rip you off. Like, that's rude. That's the bottom line. <laughs> so tell them to fuck off and get away from them, you know? Well, you, can you don't just have leave. to do that. No, I know, but I'm just saying literally like... Like, oh, well, my friends on the <laughs> podcast said, hey, fuck off, and now I'm going to go. And but, so, yeah. hey, you know what? Fuck off. You could just say thank you, no thank you, and leave. So. You could literally not say anything and just walk off. Pretty much, yeah. You're not obligated to them. I mean, yeah, if the... The fare is only like 40 baht. Maybe throw them down 40 baht for driving you around and then just be like, yeah, I don't want to keep doing this. Just, yeah, you could even just hand them the 40 baht that you agreed on and just be like, I'm leaving. And then just walk. See you later. They'll just find someone else to scam. So literally you're not attached to that ride and they're not going to, their feelings won't be hurt. Well, maybe they will. I don't know. But if you just take off, they've probably had that happen to them a lot yeah so but i mean the biggest scam destinations are the suit shop and the gem shop yes so but i mean if you're in there just you don't yeah like we said just say no which might be you know you know you having to repeat it a hundred times and you can just walk out or not say anything and just leave totally yeah just get the Um, hell out of there yeah you're free to leave at any time yep that's it so that's kind of what we learned from getting scammed the first time. And I would like to say it was the last time we got scammed, but it's not. So you'll have to no. <laughs> uh, listen for more episodes and hear more about that. Um, but yeah, so in Bangkok, we did have like eight to ten days, like we were saying last episode, before Carl's younger brother and his girlfriend got there. So Eminem, Martin and Megan are the two who we were waiting for. But we had plenty of time to kill in the meantime, so... We did a lot. Yeah, we definitely had some full-on days. Mm-hmm. We did get really comfortable with, like, the area around us because we did a lot of walking around. And, you know, we don't want to, like, pay every time for, like, a tuk-tuk or a 
cab or and even a train or bus. It's super fun it's just, to just wander around anyway. That's the best way to see a city is to just kind of wander. So, so we got a really good feel for a pretty large area around where we were staying. Yeah, totally. Yeah. One thing I remember, we there were a lot of stray dogs. Cats. Cats. Oh, Not whoops. so much dogs. <laughs> Do you I remember? It. I do remember. I remember <laughs> that there is this. Oh wait, no. Was oh, it? Just kidding. No, I don't yeah. remember at all. No, there were a lot of stray cats, not dogs. Yeah, lots of those about. And another kind of odd animal that we saw that you wouldn't really be used to seeing anywhere else. Just that like you think. didn't hear about or know about, and yeah. all of a sudden we we're like, whoa. Whoa, that's it. so. There were these canals that you would be passing. And like there's in, a lot of them. There's a lot of canals. And so in these canals, there would be like, you know, either a, a rock or a bit of bamboo. And we were just walking down the street one day, and I look over into the canal, and we see this huge monitor lizard. Monitor. <laughs> I don't even say the word that much. That's how, that's how uh, rare they are for us to see. <laughs> no, so these huge monitor lizards. And they almost look like uh, mini Komodo dragons. But they're still big. But they're big. They're still like four or five feet long. Yeah, we were like used to seeing the little geckos on the walls. And then all of yeah. a sudden we're like, holy shit, don't go swimming in the canals. Oh, God. Oof. You wouldn't want it anyway. No, the water is disgusting. <laughs> what was that? Dis disgusting. Yeah. Uh, another <laughs> thing that we did notice, though, was uh, in the electrical poles... Basically, where they'd meet up, not everywhere, but a lot of them. Were they telephone poles or were they electrical poles? I don't know. But One or the they other. just had shit ton of wires, though. Yeah, it was just like a jumbled rat's nest. It was so crazy, uh, the amount of wiring that was just... It was like the biggest electrical wire dreadlock. It was a basically was like a, a giant ball you... of yarn, but it was all electrical yeah. wires. Like, up, like raised above your head. On poles, because, you know, that's where they kept them. And it's like, how would you even know what to fix? I it's would like, hate to be an electrician in Bangkok. It, it looked crazy. Yeah. It seemed very, uh, very unorganized and... Just dangerous. Like, dangerous straight up, no regulations like... whatsoever. I think we had even seen, like, a couple wires fallen sometimes on the street, yeah. hadn't we? And we were like, oh, shit, go a different way. Like... Yeah, definitely yeah. like split or it just fell from the connection. Yeah. It's just like this probably <laughs> live wire laying there. And yeah. Like, don't touch that. Yeah. So there were. Pretty gnarly. Yeah. There weren't a whole lot of like safety regulations in Clearly. Asia. Yeah. We've come to find out. So, um, so yeah, we also are pretty big foodies when it comes to just uh, like local, trying local shit and finding out, you know, what everybody eats and wanting to get around and you know delight our taste buds especially with like local things that are mm -hmm. you know have to do with that area we just wanted to you know we want to branch out we want to try shit we're we're kind of ones that will always try something at least once you know no matter how disgusting it is i think yeah as far as food's concerned as far like, as food we've got was... limits as far as like personal boundaries <laughs> but, yeah but yeah with food we're food. pretty open so um, but Carl, you were really good at like researching where to find local dishes or like favorite, uh, spots to go for certain food, you yeah. know, food items. And, uh, I remember there was a pad Thai place that you found that was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was, it's called Tipsamai. Mm -hmm. It's two words, T-H-I-P-S-A-M-A-I. 
and it has the best pad thai I've ever had. Yeah. And we've definitely had a lot of pad thai. Um, when we kind of came full circle and back to Bangkok later on, uh, it was definitely a return visit to this place. Yeah, and I, I remember the uh, the place usually had like a line down the block. Yeah. And when we walked up for the first time, we got lucky, and there was like it was like a slow moment, so we just walked right up, and they had a table that we could go down and sit at. And then, like, literally maybe a minute, not even a minute after we sat down, there was, like, another line that formed down the block. So we're like, oh, shit, glad we got in when we did. And It was so good. And it was cheap, too. You know, the shrimp and everything's super fresh. They're Mm -hmm. basically cooking right out front on the street, like, on the sidewalk. Yeah, big walks. And uh, you can, like, feel the flames from, you know, them cooking up this pad thai in these huge walks. Yeah. And you just see them, you know, like, tossing it up and... You can smell everything, too. It just smells super fresh. Yeah. And, you know, they're cracking eggs and throwing it in. And, oh, it's so good. They do have this juice that they offer. I think it's, like, fresh-squeezed orange juice, orange I want to say. But it's, like, the local oranges. Like They're not, like, yeah. your standard orange It doesn't orange taste juice. like... It's so this, sweet. Yeah. It's, like, a little too sweet. I couldn't even finish mine. But they almost kind of, like, push that on you because it's more expensive than the actual meal itself. Yeah. So um, just be aware when you do go. You're like, and how many orange juices? Yeah, and we're like, two, two I think big we ones, even said, ones? like, one, and they brought us two, and we're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so. And that can happen quite a bit if you're with someone, too, especially. Mm. They'll, you know, bring an extra one. you got to be pretty quick to be like, no, we didn't want that. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's there, and you're mm-hmm. going to have to pay for it. Exactly. Well, and I remember when we went to go pay the bill here, they like wrote down just tie something, and we're like, "What? What did we pay for? Like, what is this? You know?" And I mean, we paid it. It seemed kind of expensive, but I think it was because of those orange juices. Yeah. Probably. But yeah, I mean, they were good. It was. They was, was just like uh, not even like pulp. It was just like juice, and then even just yeah, chunks of orange yeah, in there. Yeah, it was good. There were. Um, there were. There were. But yeah, uh, Thailand and specific, or just Southeast Asia in general is definitely known for fresh fruit. It's just got oh, the climate and, you know, that mm-hmm. these things just thrive. Yeah, so, and there's there are fruits that you have never even heard of before. Yeah. So just, like, go to any local market. Like, market. Or street vendor. Yeah, or and they'll have something. Booth. So the stuff that we had tried were rambutans we had never heard of these they're kind of weird they almost look like lychees but they're like fuzzy so yeah it looks like a hairy eyeball kind of and then when you crack open it it's like it's like a white little ball it's about the size of an eyeball it is but they kind of taste like grapes but the mangoes specifically in thailand are the best mangoes because i think there's over like man like over 60 different kinds and we ate a lot of mango sticky rice (laughs) Yeah. Like, it was delicious. Oh, mangosteen is another mangosteen. one that yeah. your mom had told us about. And, and it's her favorite fruit. And it, it, yeah, so she was born and raised in Australia, and so she was able to try mangosteen before. And I think she had gone to Thailand uh, once or twice because yeah. her sister lived there. Yeah, she told us about these mangosteen, which they almost look like a little plum, kind of, with, like, yeah, leaves like on the top. Plum. Yeah, like a little purple plum with, like, leaves on the top. They look like a little fruit grenade. They do. They almost look like a little, like, weapon in Mario or something. Totally. That's <laughs> like, exactly, yeah, that's... Yeah, so if you could visually picture it like a little 8-bit uh, computer graphic. 
<laughs> come to life. Come to life. It looks like a little uh, Mario hand grenade. But yeah, but you open it up and there's these little uh, um, like, in the shape of like garlic cloves. Or if you were to like open like an orange, you know, and like the little, you know, different orange slices. It's like that, but they're white. Yeah, so. but they're they're really good. I don't oh, even know what they taste like. Oh my god, they're no, just it like, was like kind of an orange own. mixed with a pineapple mixed with like a coconut. It was like the weirdest, maybe not a pineapple. It was like a cross between an orange and a coconut for me. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It was so damn good. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, but they, some of the the slices have big pits in them, so you got to watch out. Don't go breaking your teeth. Yeah. Um, but then there was also uh, papaya and dragon fruit. Dragon fruit's amazing, too. It was good. It and there's those two different kinds where they'll either be white on the inside mm -hmm. with these those little seeds, or yeah. they'll be like hot neon bright as fuck pink or purple ish like there were kind of shades of it but yeah but some are just like glow in the dark pink and i would almost compare those to like a cross between a kiwi and a watermelon yeah kind of yeah the texture is like a kiwi even the little seeds are like that too yeah but the taste is more it's like very subtle yeah. so it's They're not even as sweet fruits. as a watermelon but yeah it's really fucking good um, then there's guava, pomelo, pomelo, rose apple, rose apple, jackfruit. Jackfruit's weird. It looks like a durian, but bigger, and it tastes almost like bubblegum. Yeah, it tastes like bubblegum. <laughs> and it's basically, crazy. it's kind of, no, there's just like new crave about it in the States. Is there? Yeah. Oh, weird. So, and then there's durian, and durian is... Durian's some... a perfect word for durian. <laughs> it's I never just thought like... about that. But, yeah. Durian. You know, it durian. doesn't sound good. It doesn't nope. taste good. It doesn't smell good. No. It doesn't even look good. No. Yeah. It looks so spiky that it's like, no, nature is warning you that this shouldn't be eaten. But somewhere, sometime, some d dude was like, or some lady or whoever was just like, this looks good. Let's crack into this shit. And, ooh. And then the smell didn't even, like, warn them that... <laughs> You know, they're like, oh, yeah, that smells good. It smells basically like rotting ass. It's so pungent so and strong. So pungent. It's ridiculous. And it's kind of uh, stringy once you chew into it. Yeah. So but it's the like taste this, is It almost like, looks like a meat, though. Like the, you know, it's like bright yellow. It looks like a slug, almost like a yellow banana slug, but gigantic. Huge. And yes. then, yeah, when you fork at it, it's uh, stringy. Yeah. Almost like a inside of a spaghetti squash or something. The taste I could closest compare it to is like a rotted onion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was... But there are... I guess they're different too. Like some are sweet, yeah. but the kinds that I smelled and the ones I tasted, I was yeah. like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. But I... I tried it. Check it off the list. Yeah. I think I'm I... I'm going to move on with my life. Yeah. And no looking back. But I think I remember hearing that it was like the one that that Zimmerman dude just did not want to eat. Yeah. And he eats everything. And I get it. Yeah. But as far as like that fruit in particular, it's super popular over like all over Southeast Asia. It's known as like the king of fruits 
and it is very expensive. So if you want to try it, be able to fork over some cash for it. And then they don't allow it in a lot of places too. It's like super controversial because yeah, it like smells so bad. Yeah, there's like actual placards of like, you know, warnings, do not bring that into the hotel or hostel or taxi or bus or train it's like or all like you public can get slapped places. with a huge like even some are like three thousand bot fines yeah it's crazy so it's definitely a no-no because it's that strong it and is pungent. yeah literally it like takes your breath away yeah i mean without even having opened it yeah no totally but once you open it it's like also amplified yeah um and when you cook it you're dead yeah, oh, if you fry it up. my God. Anyways, then there were a bunch of 7-Elevens. One of my favorite things with, like, the 7-Elevens was to go in there and try all the different, like, weird kind of quirky Asian snacks that you would not be able to find anywhere else. And I remember they had, like, a lot of green tea-flavored little treats. Like, Oreos in particular were one of my favorite little snacks. Um, which were really good. But yeah, just a ton of different treats that you can try in the uh, 7-Elevens, you know, as far as like different flavored funky chips, like squid flavored chips or, you know, just like a bunch of oddball just shit. Random, mm -hmm. yeah, who knows what you'll find. So it's just even interesting to go in there and look at them. You don't even have to buy them, but then you can have the AC experience. <laughs> Um, but I was also getting obsessed with having at least, like, one of the young coconuts per day. At least one. What's a young coconut? So, a young coconut is what looks like it just fell from the tree. So, it's got the outer shell of it. It's not like the little, you know, inside brown nut-looking thing. It's like the actual big-ass coconut. And then they chop into it and basically stick a straw or spoon in there and then you just drink the straight up coconut water and then you kind of if you've got a spoon you just you like scoop out the inside which you hated when i did <laughs> well because so the inside the meat of the coconut it's soft is soft still and it looks goopy and it especially is especially if you goopy. like you can scrape at it with the straw it's so, so it's this good, long <laughs> wormy stringy goopy thing and it's that was just my favorite so I tried to get the longest little goopy <laughs> coconut meat worm. Me yeah, and like slurp it up. Like, the I straw. love coconut. Mm -hmm. If it's dry, if the meat's been dried, I See, could and that's so weird eat to that me. shit. That's it's like just okay, a, it's but it's so thing. dry. It's a texture thing. I, I like the flavor. But yeah, they're super cheap. They're really good for you. They're prevalent as fuck too oh they're, they're everywhere. everywhere they literally like they're full of electrolytes and that lauric acid so it's like a natural antimicrobial um that helps with your like indigestion issues they say they recommend it highly if you're uh suffering from like diarrhea and Which a lot of get. the time you will be yeah and you can get them anywhere like you can get them in the big markets you can get them just on the street or you know any fruit markets and I think the average uh, cost is around 10 to 20 baht. 10 is pretty standard, so that's like only 30 to 50 cents US, which is awesome. And comparatively to what you would be paying for like a, a can, like a 
just a standard can or larger can of coconut water back here in the states it's like two to four dollars u.s yeah. so yeah you definitely and this is like fresh as shit oh this, this is, is like literally from the source. yeah from the because i think a lot of those canned coconut waters are from thailand yeah and they're like pumped with gross flavors right. and this is just like the most natural that it can be so i was having yeah like i said at least one of those a day yeah if not more but while in Bangkok, you definitely have to try the street food. Gross. <laughs> what? No, I was saying because you had a frog in your throat. <clears throat> and you always say gross to me. Yeah, you gotta try it. And yeah, you gotta try it. But yeah, in Bangkok, you definitely have to try the street food because it's everywhere. And it's everywhere. just part of the experience of yeah. being in Bangkok. And it's crazy cheap. So cheap. A lot of times you don't even know what you're eating. You just kind of walk by and see what's yeah, for that sale. That smells like, kind of good. That Looks smells good. good. Looks right. good. Let's give it a try. And I remember one night we were on Kaosan Road and we we're like, oh, those skewers look pretty good. And so we start biting into them and I was like, oh my God, it's mostly bone. Is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was expecting like a lot of meat and I'm like crunching into like bone and I don't know what the fuck this is. Easily. It definitely throws you off yeah. where it could have been the most delicious thing in the world because they look like little teriyaki bites. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's mostly bone. You're like, ooh, what the fuck? And it was all long and you're like, is this like, a cattail? Or like a rooster <laughs> neck or like a gooseneck or something. Yeah, like what the fuck It definitely felt like the bones were in the shape of like a spine. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was weird. I I don't know if I finished it because I, I was like that's, I did either. that's throwing me off and yeah. just the mental question of where the, the fuck this yeah. came from was. Mm-hmm. But there's like literally you can just walk down the streets and see so much random weird shit that like just try it you know give it a go figure it out. <laughs> Figure just, what you like, figure what you don't. Just man. Just there, dive in. There were, like, a bunch of these ones, like, skewers that had perfectly circular little meatballs. Like, do you remember those? Yeah. Those were weird. Yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> remember that? That was weird. <laughs> Did I sound like I smoked a dub before I came over? No, it's just... Yeah. I'm just getting excited to go back to Asia, because I... Is that what we're doing? ...really want to. I don't know. Sounds at some like point, it. for at sure. At some point, but... we'll end up there. Because it's cheap and awesome. Yeah. Um, there's definitely carts there, too, where it's just trays of various different bugs. And it, that's just, like, yeah. the touristy, like, oh, my God, let's eat crickets or mealworms yeah. or It's whatever. more of the kind of novelty factor, I think. Yeah. Because we were told by a friend of mine who actually worked... Uh, just a little bit north of Bangkok in Ayutthaya. She yeah, was, the old capital. Yeah, she was teaching English up there. And so she came down and met us for a night, and that was pretty awesome. But she had told us, you know, like the bug thing, nobody really eats that. You know, locals don't really eat that unless they're like maybe hillside, you know, like deep in the jungle. Like that's what they kind of survive on is protein yeah. from the bugs. But I think it's mostly for the tourists. I think it is. Yeah, it's just another way to make some money on yeah, the street. Yeah, just a novelty thing. Yeah. But, I mean, we were whatever. like, fuck it. I mean, this isn't what we're used to back home, so might as well try it out. <laughs> yeah. So one night we went to Kalsan Road, and we basically bought an entire They were like, which one do you want? We were like, oh, can we just get, like, a little bit of everything? Yeah, just... How much is that? A pinch of this, a pinch of that, and 
There were crickets. There were grasshoppers. There were locusts. Locusts. There were beet like grubs. Yeah. There were uh, water beetles, which was the worst by far. And they're all like cooked up, so it's yeah, not they're like they're, they're not like fresh. squishy and yeah. you know full of juice. They're all dried. Which I probably would have tried if they were squishy and full of juice too. Yeah, but I like, mean that's what we thought was gonna. We did happen. But yes, but I mean a lot of them had pretty good flavor. Like I actually ended up liking the crickets. Yeah, they weren't bad. They were good, and uh, actually. But the only thing is we couldn't get which were like separately priced or like the tarantulas and the scorpion. Yeah. One because they're big, and two they just charge a lot. Outrageous price just for those individually. And I, I wasn't too butthurt about not having to eat the tarantulas. I just I just want to try everything. Yeah, I know. We need to go back and try the tarantulas. Yeah, we missed out. Go back big and time. eat spiders. Uh, but when my friend Tamara did come down and meet us, um, she brought a few friends of hers, and we had a really fun night out on Calson uh, Road and. We ended up eating scorpions that night, and yeah. that was pretty good. They were actually pretty tasty, though. They're, that was honestly yeah. the best thing <laughs> it was. I tried out of you all just, the bugs and creepy crawlies. Yeah, you have to get over kind of the squeamish factor they're of it. They're crunchy, but, but they're good. Oh, my God. they uh, And they had good flavor. Like, yeah, whatever that's... seasonings they tossed it with, I was like, mm. But they were expensive. They were. So. Uh, but, yeah, I remember that night we had partaken um, in the buckets, what they call buckets. Which is like liquor, right? So and yeah, a shit ton of Red Bull oh and soda. God. So yeah, the buckets there, there are these like they almost look like little sand pail buckets yeah. for kids, you know, back yeah. on the beach. <laughs> they fill it with a fifth of your liquor of choice, and then they have maybe like one or two Red Bulls that they put in there, and maybe a soda, like a little Coke bottle of Coke or Sprite or whatever the fuck you want. Um, but the thing is, the the most crazy thing about this drink is that it is made with their Red Bull, and they don't have red regulations on what is in their Red Bull. It's and different. It, it's quite different. It's got a drug in there. And so their Red Bull has ephedrine, which is basically kind of like an upper. So I think you have like speed, liquor, and soda. So you're getting like sugar, speed, and booze, booze. which is just kind of like you a get cocktail of fuck up. Jacked up. You get for sure. <laughs> totally as well as up. like yeah, yeah. You're just like ready to go. Yeah. After. So you don't want one of these to yourself, but you want to definitely like split it and pass it around with others. So it comes with like four or five straws, where it's just like people are passing around the buckets. Here you go. Here you go. You know and. Uh, yeah, it kind of made for a pretty fun night. We, we did end up trying laughing gas that night too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Which I had never done before, but which is kind of fun and weird. It was fun, but. I don't need to do that again. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, you know, when in it Rome. It was an experience for sure. It was quite the wild night. Quite. Um, but yeah, so we were kind of in the full-blown uh, heat, heat wave that was Bangkok at that time. So we were, you know, kind of suffering through uh, at least like 100 degrees Fahrenheit or 38 degrees Celsius plus like 85% humidity. If not more. If not more on it Sundays. It was so crazy hot. It was It was pretty brutal. When the locals are like, it's hot, then yeah, it's it's. Yeah. fucking hot yeah because it's hot normally but this was like even the locals were like oh my god yeah so you just kind of deal with it the best you can and uh we were wanting to see a lot of the temples around uh bangkok because there were tons of different really well-known beautiful 
temples. Yeah. And one of the ones that we were told that is a must-see was called Wat Po. And it's a, a Buddhist temple. And it was also known as, like, the temple of the reclining Buddha. Yeah. So it's like this gigantic golden leaf plate, covered, plated? I don't know what the... Uh, but, like, completely covered in gold leaf laying down Buddha. It's like 150 feet long or um what would that be in meters 46. oh 46 meters so it's quite a big it's huge it's it basically a big takes up most of the temple yeah but the the grounds of this temple were just awesome and it oh was God, only it was so colorful and yeah ornate the, details had, i think they had like 20 plus of those stupas or chetties or whatever they call them but yeah. they're they're basically like these spires kind yeah. of that come out of the ground and they're all just decorated in different colors and kind of ornate little carvings or like a lot of them are gold and it's quite the sight to see. Yeah, so. it's, it's awesome. But it's it was only like a hundred baht to get in, which is only three US. So that was pretty cheap. Also, get your tickets at the legit gate. There's going to oh, be yeah. people selling. Mm-hmm things like out front and it's just a bullshit ticket yeah as well as it's going to be like multiplied the price yeah. times five mm -hmm. um, yeah for yeah sure. definitely get it at the actual gate mm -hmm. and don't try to like score a deal from the yeah. you know whatever yeah because most likely it's not a deal um but we were also told that if you wanted like a guide to take you around to find out more about it it would be like 200 to 400 baht which is you know about like six to twelve dollars us which isn't bad you know but it doesn't i don't know if they charge you that per person or not so yeah, I don't know. it, it might be a little that. expensive no we just kind of walked around which was totally you our know, pace satisfying our pace and really chill they had like almost like these zen kind of gardens too with different and <laughs> it's funny i read in uh i think it was like a website somewhere they had kind of given a description of it and they referred to these little like statues or little zen gardens with the trees and like the nature scapes which i thought was one of my favorite parts about it but they referred to these <laughs> these parts as being the comical chinese and i was like what <laughs> so they're kind of like digging into i don't know they were like, these comical Chinese statues. I'm like, they're not, like, comical. I think they're pretty peaceful. <laughs> right? Yeah. But That's I, funny. I don't know. It was kind of funny. The grounds itself, I guess, started as, like, the first university in Thailand, mm. which is pretty awesome. Uh, but it's, like, became a massage or, like, medical uh, university. So they study that there, which is... Pretty cool. And I think that if you were to want to get like a pretty solid Thai massage, that would probably be the place to get it. But you probably end up paying a little bit more because, you know, that's where it's known to be studied. Like the originated. So, yeah. But I mean, off the beaten trail, you could find some Thai massages for pretty cheap. But also, if you're a woman, you might get your boobs massaged, I've heard. Oh. <laughs> if you're off the beaten trail. <laughs> it hasn't happened to me, but... I've heard from several people that you could expect that. I don't know if that's like the female happy ending, because what else? I mean, right? I mean, it's not really like an ending or anything. You're not like, ooh, but here, let me rub your boobs. I don't know. But, oh, in the reclining Buddha uh, part. Temple. Temple, yeah. You can't walk in with a tank top if you're a female. 
So they do offer robes. But chances are it's going to be hot there, so you're going to be wearing, you know, light clothing. Yeah. But, yeah, they do have robes that you can put on mm -hmm. just for entering the temple, so you're not being disrespectful. Exactly. So um, with uh, shoes as well, you have to take those off before you go in. I think for most temples, if you're female, you need to have sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Don't ask me why they find our shoulders evil. <laughs> no, I don't know. You'll be tempting the male with showing skin, you heathen. heathen. No, I don't know. I respect. Yeah, I don't know. I respect. It. I don't. I don't ask questions. You know. Those if, are the if, rules. That's yeah. their culture. That's I, fine. Yep. I, yeah. I I'll joke about it We're a little later, country. but you know I won't. Yeah, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, and I wouldn't. I would never disagree with any rule just because I you know don't. Yeah, you would. Uh, no, I don't. I, I abide by all that shit. Mm. But yeah, we also had these little, they would sell you these little bags of coins, or maybe just a handful of little, like, prayer coins. And I think they were just little pennies, basically, like Thai pennies. Quit hitting that. Little Thai pennies. I like to talk with my hands. Well, back up. Okay. But they had 100... They had 108. I'm doing it for you. You need this visual, don't you? Mm, yeah, it works for me. Like, now yeah. I know what you're talking about because I'm totally <laughs> clueless of it. But yeah, so they had like 108 of these prayer bowls where you would, you know, purchase these little handfuls of coins and then. They're just like lined up along the entire wall yeah. on the inside of the temple. Mm hmm. And so you place one coin in each bowl, or multiple coins in bowls, but I don't know. Uh, Carl was being very diligent with his coin placement in every single bowl. And it had to have a purpose. And then I noticed <laughs> that there was no one in front of me. and then A lot of people behind you. Apparently I had uh, clogged up the rhythm or the pace <laughs> of the coin dropping. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, how do you know, you know... What prayer goes in 108 coins? Don't you have to, like, yeah. think about it and place it? And <laughs> they were like, no, just drop, 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 drop. 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 And so I was done, and I was filming him because it was cute. <laughs> but, yeah, when you were leaving or entering kind of those really touristy temples or just any tourist attraction, you're going to see the most tuk-tuks. You're going to see the most cabs, you're going to see just a lot of people flocking to that area because they know that that's where the tourists are. And that's so, where we can get the most money from. Yeah. So they'll what, yeah. they'll be trying to, you know, offer you rides or taking you for a ride, you know, as far as taking your money. But yeah. You get a lot of like, it's Lucky Buddha Day. Did you want, you know, or tuk 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 tuk? Yeah. So you just, I mean... Stand your ground or just walk a few blocks and find a tuk-tuk. Yeah, you it's know? just when they're parked at those specific touristy destinations is where things are inflated yeah, and there's more scams. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you just walk for like 10 minutes and yeah. you get, you know, a lone tuk-tuk driver or something. Mm -hmm. or a good rule of thumb is if there's a lot of locals around. Totally. Then that's where you can usually get a better price for a tuk-tuk or a cab. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of standard with any touristy Anywhere, really. area yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think Thailand was probably one of the only places where we really had to be like, no, we don't want a cab. Because they would, while we were walking around, they would stop all the time and just be like, you want a cab? You want a cab? You want a ride? You want a ride? And we're like, 
No. Yeah, actually, they just we're pull just up walking. next to you as you're walking yeah. and like, what are you doing? You don't walk here. And <laughs> yeah. You need a tuk-tuk. And we're like, no, we know where we're going. We're yeah, fine. We're good. So I think they're just not used to seeing tourists walking around a lot. Because that's so. just like an American thing. It's just like you don't walk. <laughs> you drive or you get a cab or you take yeah. the bus. And it's just like, I don't know. I guess we're kind of. We're an exception because we have no time limit. But a lot That's of people true. who need to, you know, see a city fast, they've got to take those transportation. So, but yeah, like literally right across the river from Watpo was another, like probably the most recognizable temple in all of Bangkok. And it was called uh, Chow Praia. Oh, wait, that was the river. It was called... Wat Arun. Oh, thank you. It was called Wat Arun or the Temple of the Dawn. What a rune. <laughs> What a, a rune. Water. Water. Water would be nice. <laughs> but yeah, Wat Arun has one of the tallest uh, stupas or chetties. And it's about 70 meters high. Or that's 230 feet tall. Which is crazy. Yeah, it stands out. Especially because there is that void of any other buildings with the river being there. Yeah, for sure. And we... Um, so we had been lucking out on the entire trip thus far. Lucking and, out in quotes. Yeah, I would say I'm saying that uh, sarcastically. But we've been uh, having luck with getting to certain, you know, major, major landmarks. landmarks and all of them being covered in scaffolding. Constantly. All the time. It became... 2015 was the year of renovations and... <laughs> Everywhere. We good lord yeah so we were it became an ongoing joke yeah it like, was oh, good scaffolding's on this great <laughs> i didn't want to see it anyway no i had no desire to see this that's but, brilliant yeah what a rune was one of those and yeah. like that gigantic spire was just completely covered in scaffolding covered. you couldn't even see it so, so we were going to go check it out Saw it completely covered from a distance <laughs> and we we're just like and all desire to go there and check it out just faded yeah. and that saw what I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Let's see what else we can do. Yeah, so um, hopefully, you know, we can go back there someday and see it when it's not covered. Someday. 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 In the future. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But we heard um, that uh, it's a super amazing thing to witness and see when it's lit up during what's called the golden hour at yeah, sunset. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just because it does stand taller than most other buildings and structures around the area. And with the river there, it's and it lights supposed up to be too. really picturesque. Yeah, yeah, so we'll go back and see it someday. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, we just waved high and by and <laughs> yeah. got on a boat and went up river. Yeah, and um, we did find out that the boat, uh, the boat rides that you can get, or ferry rides that you can get around the river. Aren't they called something specific? Like, it starts with an L, I want to say. It's basically, oh no, those are something else. Are these, were these the ones that are like almost canoes with the motor on it? Um, no, but there these are, are like the some house of those. ones. Yeah, well, these ones are, yeah, they're just big boats. Mm. <laughs> okay. You like that? That's good. That's, uh, 
Let's keep that. Let's keep it in. Uh, but yeah, these boats are super fast because they don't have to deal with traffic. They just like scoot up and down the river. There are a lot of little spots along the way. I think they're all designated in numbers and colors of like what pier they get off at. Yeah, it's basically a bunch of little wooden docks mm -hmm. and they'll just stop real quick. Almost just like a as a far bus as bus system kind yeah, of. But, but yeah, on water. Mm -hmm. Which is really cool. Um, and they're super, super inexpensive. Like you can get an all day pass for $3 US or around a hundred baht. And you can get like a one way ticket for about 10 to 40 baht, which is only 30 to a dollar 20 US. 30 so, cents. 30 cents, yeah. So super cheap, yeah. Very cheap. And then um, to cross the river with a ferry, like if we wanted to go to that Just to the other room, side. Yeah, and... just to the other side. It would only cost us about three baht, which is literally less than one penny U.S. So um, nothing, yeah. Quite a ways of, you know, quite a ways of what? I don't know. What am I? Don't I don't know saying? where you're going with that. <laughs> I wanted to say uh, quite the way to travel when you're on a budget because it's, uh, yeah, it's easy to get around and cheap as shit. Cheap, 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 cheap. But yeah, with like tuk-tuks. I think you're going to be paying at least a hundred baht. You know, honestly, you don't see ties and tooks that often. Hardly. A lot of the time, it's unless they're crammed in there. With clearly, a, bunch of a tourist or you know yeah. someone from a different country. Mm -hmm. But a really cheap way to get around is the local bus. The system is super efficient. Yeah. It doesn't take much research to kind of figure out how to get from where to where. I mean, if you went in blind, then you would have no idea. Oh, absolutely no idea. But a little bit of research um, to look into the Bangkok Mass Transit Authority or the BMTA. Yeah. Uh, they have maps and what numbers to catch. And you can really save some coin by taking that. And if you don't mind, like, getting around in sweaty, dirty buses, like, if you yeah, don't mind. Yeah, some don't have AC. Some yeah, do, but some, do. some don't. Yeah. But it's also a really, like, authentic way, I felt For like, sure. of this seeing is, a city. This is what the locals take. This is what the locals take. And it's take. like, it'll cost you, like, seven baht yeah. or something, you Which know. Which is very inexpensive. And a good, you know, reminder or tip is to just have exact change. Yes. Because they won't give you change. No. They, if they if you give them a big bill, they'll be like, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but most of the time they just don't have change for bigger bills. But yeah, it's usually just around seven to ten baht, which is twenty cents to forty cents U.S. Cheap. Um, you know, if you have an aircon bus, it's uh, maybe around like twenty baht, which is like fifty cents. Yeah. So super cheap. It's super mm -hmm. cool to check out because all the locals are on it and it uh, just gives you more of a authentic feel for how, you know, the locals get around and mm -hmm. commute. One thing to note, though, if you are on those buses, they kind of don't like to like stop fully. <laughs> so you yeah, got to be careful. Stops. Yeah. For the quote stops. They yeah. don't always fully stop. The bus might go to a slow roll and you're yeah. expected to you're like, All right, hop right. off or they're going to, you know, yeah. take off again. You it could... gets interesting with big packs on your back too. Especially if there's like a line to get out the door and they don't want to stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're like, go, go, get off the, you know. <laughs> Just go. Yeah. But they're, um, I would say they're the way to go. That and Definitely. the, uh, the water taxis. I think that's what they call them. There's also another form of transportation which we never took here. We took later on in our travels in uh, Southeast Asia, but it was basically the motorbike taxis. 
And those are everywhere too, but we weren't even looking for them because we were, I think we were like somewhat timid when it came to jumping on the the back of a motorbike. The traffic's crazy. And like if you're, so in the tuk-tuk, you're kind of in this small motorbike with a cage. Yeah. But if you're on just a motorbike, you're exposed as fuck. Yeah. And this was our first experience with Southeast Asia. And I think just the way traffic operated Mm -hmm. and ran, we were like, there is so much traffic here. And like we saw a couple wrecks Mm -hmm. and we didn't want to be one of the people on that list. Yeah. Especially when you have no protection and you're fully exposed on a bike. I think for me, I didn't really mind the, like, getting on a bike. It was more of the, how do I approach it? Are they going to speak English? I don't know how much they're going to charge. Are they going to try to rip me off? Like, that's kind of where my hesitation came from. And I just Mm. wasn't accustomed to, like, oh, let me jump on the back of some dude's bike and hope that he takes me, you know, somewhere I need to go. But I remember hearing that these are probably one of the cheapest forms of transportation that you can take okay and i think you can get around so much faster than tuk-tuks because tuk-tuks get stuck in traffic whereas motorbikes do not they just like wind around and can get through they any just congested weave through street. like park traffic because oh, they go on sidewalks they just don't yeah. push it they don't have rules basically it's yeah i mean like, that's le- you know unspokenly legit where mm-hmm. you know they're not going to get a ticket for pulling up on the sidewalk yeah. and um that's Which where they park. Crazy. That's parking lots, our sidewalks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so they would be wearing a certain vest and have, like, you know, credentials that they are legit, like, motorbike taxis. But if you are looking for a lot of info because you're going to Bangkok, I noticed that there was an awesome website um, that's just bangkok.com. I think it's put out there by, like, hotels.com or something. But they have so much information on there if you're looking to find out anything about Bangkok. Just how to get around, what to see, where to go, you know, all that shit. Yeah, so... One night. uh, Well, I was also... One dark and dreary night. (laughs) I was also going to say that that Bangkok.com does not endorse us. We just are saying you might want to check it out if you want more info. Um, But yeah. One dark and dreary night... So we had noticed from multiple areas um, around Bangkok, mm-hmm. you know, during the evening, once the sun went down, that there was this big glowing, almost like, yeah, a little temple or like... It wasn't little. It looked like a big golden Hershey kiss. It did. That was yeah, glowing on totally. top of this mountain. And we were like, a what golden, the fuck is that? A golden nip. Big golden nip. It had a light beaming out the top of it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was very noticeable. So we had to check it out because you could see Mm -hmm. that from just about anywhere. Yeah. So this was another uh, temple. It was called Wat Saket. And it's also known as the Golden Mount. And it just sits on top of this kind of little hill. um, Smaller hill. And uh, yeah, it just has this giant golden stupa. Which was pretty cool. Um, but the walk, the walk up there was pretty awesome. It was just total nature, you know, a lot of trees, um, you know, it's really well constructed and pretty clean. Yeah, Um, they definitely take care of it. Yeah, definitely. I don't know that we paid to go up. I remember there was a, 
little no you know what we got to like there was this little wooden ticket booth yeah. and no one was in it and we were just like well let's just go huh i guess we can i don't know if the person in there like had to go to the bathroom or, or whatever or i don't know but we were like well break or something yeah i've been getting scammed as fuck around this <laughs> city so let's just roll up and go through yeah so we climbed to the top of it which as we were climbing it was getting pretty uh, the weather was starting to, like, dark clouds were starting to roll in. lightning in the distance. Yeah. And it was getting closer, and mm -hmm. something was rolling in. Yeah. And, and you, pretty quickly, too. Yeah, and you would have these, you know, thunderstorms just kind of come and go. I think it yeah, was... Yeah, really last, like, 10, yeah. 20 minutes, maybe, mm -hmm. if that even, sometimes. Yeah. And so we were just like, all right, well, let's hurry to the top so we can see it before the storm rolls in. And we do get to the top, and I think there was, like, a... Buddhist library up there or slash like gift shop yeah it was pretty like info center yeah it was pretty nice it was um but we didn't really feel like we had a whole lot of time to just kind of chill and check out that area so we just kind of rushed to the very top to see the surrounding view of the city and Took then also photos. yeah to see the big golden mount once we got up there it started drizzling and we're like oh and then it started raining and we're like oh shit and we wanted to get down as fast as we could because we were on this kind of like big, you know, hill. <laughs> and there's a lightning storm coming and we're like, well, we would probably not like to get struck by lightning and uh, possibly not get completely soaked with rain. Yeah. So we start heading down and it was literally like we saw within instant, it was like almost a flood rushing down these It was steps. like running away from, from an avalanche. But it was like this river of water that was behind yeah. you, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. So we finally found a little, like, like corner. A like a little nook kind of tucked away where that there was, was coverage above your head. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. And um, so there was, like, these little seats in there. It was so small. I mean, it, yeah. it was only, yeah, like a little crevice. Yeah, and there was another uh, German family that had gotten stuck in there, too. And so there was, like, three or four of them, and we were, like, trying to squeeze in and not get completely soaked. But, um, man, it was dumping. Pouring. You could literally see, like, a river of water it coming was. down the steps. And yeah. just continue on. Yeah. So, which was, I mean, it's kind of cool because it's not so cold that you're, It's like, not cold at all. It's not cold at all. So, it's like, okay, I'm getting wet, whatever, you know. But still, you're like, I have electronics yeah. and... Just make sure. Because we did have rain shoes. jackets and we were kind of, like, you know, covering whatever we did have that was valuable and we didn't want to get wet or broken but then like literally we were just trying to wait until it let up and it didn't it didn't it <laughs> so, kept on so we just were like all right fuck it let's, let's so we kind of talked walking. with the german family for a little bit yeah. and then we we're like well i think we're gonna go yeah you know mm -hmm. good luck with waiting this out guys and yeah totally so we literally just booked it and started running yeah and my god once we got to the bottom to street level yeah there were so many places where it was just pooled with oh, water. Oh, yeah, like huge puddles. And it's mm. dark, too, so you had a yeah. hard time, you know, gauging what, you know, how deep this puddle was. <laughs> yeah. You know, is it going to be an inch or is it going to be, like, yes. you know, six inches deep? So you go to, like, step down in one of them, you know, because you can't avoid it, and you, like, go totally, like, ankle deep, and you're like, shit! The streets of Bangkok are just choppy. So yeah, it's... Cho total choppy. Um, but this was like one of my most memorable, I think, like little night walks that we took, uh, little adventure night walks. And I remember like looking around at people just kind of like tucked under whatever they could to, you know, try to seek wait. Seek shelter. Yeah, seek shelter and wait out the rain. 
And um, there was one uh, room that I remember seeing that was just super dimly lit and like smoke filled air. And I could see like all the cherries of everybody's cigarettes, but it was like 12 different dudes just like surrounding this table playing cards. And I was like, that's kind of cool. You know, it was just like almost one of those romantic. Just like an open door. Yeah, just like travel moments, yeah. you know, like just, just something that you totally remember. But yeah, it was just fun to, you know, kind of wander the streets while it's raining. and. Yeah, we were just running and yeah. eventually we were just like, all right, we're just going to get soaked. Fuck yeah. it. And just mm -hmm. like having a good time running around the city. Yeah, for sure. We escaped the rain eventually. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun though. I really liked that night. Yeah. But, but before, when we had talked about getting taken for the ride for the Lucky Buddha Day, we were on the way to the Cheddar Check Markets, but we still hadn't got to it because we totally, no. you know, that took up the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But eventually, we did make it there. We uh, we walked all the way there, which is a we did. good distance. It was a long ways. It was um, a hot day, too. It was hot, yeah. Shit. But it was cool. Just another, like, you know, day kind of walking and exploring yeah, just, and stuff. Checking it out on foot. Yeah, for sure. But God, that place was insane. How huge it was. There were so many stalls or booths. And it literally... Did we have to pay to get in? I can't I remember. remember. I don't remember if there's like an entry fee. Yeah. I want to say there is. Because they yeah. take advantage of charging for anything. Yeah, but the, I mean, it's like... I could see why. Because literally there are... Anything you could ever want to buy, you'd find here. It's just endless, endless. little booths and stands and... Souvenirs and oh clothing. God. And it's just like little trinkets here. There's, there's artwork or... There's food Lord, courts. Anything. There's like... Yeah, so I remember there was one... There were a few stalls of like newer used sneakers like sought after sneakers and i was like what is this is this like a thing you know it was just like old like 90s like sambas or like certain like sought after nikes or yeah. something that like they had in pristine condition but they're like yeah they haven't made that shoe since like it came out you know like it's been a while and there was like an entire booth of just a shit ton of shoes some were just like booths with all used sneakers oh all of them and yeah. i was looking for some used shoes because my <laughs> ones from the camino were pretty shot oh yeah that's right anything you could think of but literally be, you could spend crazy. all day there and just you know hundreds wander. of wander and yeah there's so much shit so that would be the place that i would want to go shopping if i needed something Oh, I remember when we left there, though, we were going to catch the train back because it was so long to walk there. Well, we had noticed, too, that, like, the train line was just nearby. So we were yeah. like, oh, well, fuck, why don't we just take the train? <laughs> and the train's air, the train is air-conditioned. Yeah. So it's like when you walk nice onto that thing, you're like, oh. Yeah. But there were thousands upon thousands of dragonflies flying around this park outside of these markets. It was so cool. Was that too radio-ish? So cool. It was so cool. Hey, hey, hey. No. <laughs> um, when you coming for you laugh and be talking. <laughs> Let me talk dragonflies. Um, so cool. But yeah. Yeah, stop it. Uh, when Martin and Megan showed up, they had booked a room in our hostel when we had told them where we were staying, but they ended up booking our room. So when we go to book a couple more nights, they're like, oh, no, sorry, we already booked your room out. And we're like, what? 
And so, yeah. We Later found. to find out it was because they had booked our rooms. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> which was fine. Yeah, which was okay, because we literally, like, walked down the street, or just, like, to... The alley. Yeah, we walked down the alley, and there was another uh, hostel right that there. That had space, so... And it was super nice. It was, like, so clean, and it had it was, AC blasting, like, new. all day, too. Um, we yeah, were... it didn't get shut off at 11. No, so you could just, like, go in there to escape it, you know? But yeah, it was brand new, and it was even cheaper than where we were staying before. Uh, we were in a dorm room, so that's probably why it cost a little bit less than the private right, room. Right. Um, and we did end up meeting a guy there who had, he was from South Korea, was it? Yeah. And he had just walked the Camino, because I think he had saw the patch that I had on my bag, and he's like, oh, Camino. Of the Camino scallop. Yeah, mm. and I was like, yeah, we just walked it back in May. And he was like, oh, I walked it in May. And he's like, Work of this year? Yeah. So we were literally, like, walking that Camino the same time he was, which was just, like, one of those small world moments. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So we had a cool little Camino chat with him, and yeah. I, apparently he had just walked the French way for the fifth time. Yeah. And we were like, wow, for the all on the French way? Like, yeah. you didn't want to do the Portuguese route or any of the mm -hmm. other routes? And he was like, no, I just, I love the French way. And no matter how many times you walk it, it's always going to be a different experience because you meet different people. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and that's really kind of like the magic of the Camino is the people that you meet. Yeah. And the bonds you make. So that was pretty cool meeting him. But yeah, also in our hostel, we did meet a gal who um, we noticed every time we were in the hostel, she was in the hostel, like in her bed, yeah. like lying down. Mm -hmm. And eventually she was up one day and we were like, hey, what's going on? You know, we're just starting to chat. And apparently she was basically bedridden. Yeah. Because she had been up in Chiang Mai and did this like jungle hike or something and mm -hmm. got bit by a mosquito and uh, contracted dengue fever. Yeah. So she was hurting. Like, so she was, she was like on the, I think at the time she was on the fence about going home and then the next day, she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. And she'd been traveling, backpacking for close to two and a half years. Yeah, it was crazy. And that, you know, ended her trip for her. Mm -hmm. And she had to head home, which I think, it, you know, was bittersweet in a way. Like, for she was sure. sad to go, but also she was like, oh, you know, it's kind of fine, too. I've, yeah. I've missed my family and stuff. And Yeah. But, yeah, it was... It's cool, you know, like one thing, one good thing about staying in hostels is that you really do just come across a lot of like-minded people and just, you know. You get you, cool stories yeah, and you get, meet people from all over the world. All over the world. So it's, it's really, it's an experience that you can't get if you're just staying at a hotel, you know. Yeah. So. It's, yeah, you meet some really cool people. That's pretty awesome. So once Eminem did arrive. Yeah. They didn't have a lot of time before we were about to take off. So I had, like, planned out this full day. So they had kind of, like, a day and a half, and that was yeah. it on that first day. And we didn't do much. We just took Martin out to Calson Road, and Megan was uh, suffering right. from jet lag. So but she yeah, just we, stayed in the We hostel. met them at the airport. We did. And then we showed them the SkyTrain to get into town mm -hmm. and then took the bus back to, you know, Calson Road, like, backpacker area. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah. yeah, we took them out that night to Calson Road and just, you know, we weren't even out that late that night. Right. But then, um, the whole next day you had planned for them, like right. what to go do and see and stuff, which since was like awesome. we had been around and, you know, seen what, as far as what we had considered things are like a must do or must see and also mm -hmm. things that we hadn't done yet either. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, we went and checked out Kalsan Road during the day. Mm -hmm. We took him to the Pat Pong Night Market area, which we hadn't gone to yet, which was just like... It's weird. It's very... It's like, so, Succumbent Road, isn't that? Succumbent. Succumbent, so, yeah. I don't, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, but that's what it I'm looks like sure, it's spelled. But, yeah, that entire street is basically just filled with sex workers. Yeah. And, it's like young little and Thai girls. Young too. It's kind of. I mean, it's fucking depressing. And because as it's hell. just Thailand, there's so many places that are just open air, open doors. Mm -hmm. And you see, you you know, you look in, and it's like these old, fucking gross white dudes, and it's these young little girls. And white it's like, Western. Oh my god, it's so disgusting. And yeah, it's. You fucking creep. It is pretty creep. So yeah, it's, uh, I don't like to judge, but it's, it's hard like to soak that when in. it's so when they're so goddamn young. It's I'm like, clearly, no, this is fucked. It's very obvious what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the um, thing that we heard was that a lot of the families um, in the outlying, you know, rural areas of Thailand, they send their young daughters to Bangkok to do that to make money for the family because otherwise they can't, you know. Can't crazy. live on what they, the means that yeah. they make, which is an unfortunate thing to you know hear about. But it's also you know there is uh, I a think sex trafficking and yeah they totally. know the market and it's yeah it was just kind of a really almost like a slap in the face culture shock kind of change of like what you're used to seeing and it it depressed the hell out of me and I wanted to get out of there as soon as I could. So. Yeah, but yeah, we wanted to check it out to see what it, it was all about. But uh, I think it had an impact that we weren't expecting. For sure. I think just, yeah, it was heavy in a, in a way. Yeah. But yeah, some of the clubs too had some funky names that were just clearly, you know. You knew what was going on in there. <laughs> yeah, like one was called Super Pussy. <laughs> And just big neon letters, and you're like, well, that's, there's yeah. no question. I was like, is this where they do the ping pong shows or the sexy chopsticks? Because, yeah. you know, those would be some super pussies. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember yeah. just kind of wandering around the pat pong markets and just kind of seeing the different, you know, trinkets and stalls and just kind of the craziness that are kind of like night, tie night, night markets. markets. Yeah. Um, but there was one t-shirt booth and they have tons of t-shirt booths and just like random weird just shit random clothing and yeah. hats whatever there was one t-shirt in particular that we saw that was the absolute like most hilarious t-shirt you could ever witness and it was just called rasta baby and then it had a like a drawing of It was a, like a toddler on its elbows. It wasn't a toddler, it was a baby. It's called Rasta Baby. Yeah. It was like a fat little baby face. And he had one eye that was kind of like trying to open. Super squinty. Super squinty eyed. And then he had this big joint just sticking out of his mouth. and he, Like a little Rasta hat on it. <laughs> it was the funniest shit. Just the concept oh of this idea God. to put... This little baby, yeah, and it's just fucked up high with this big joint in his mouth, it's and like, it floored me. What the fuck? Carl was literally I couldn't keep it together. Trying to take a photo of it, and his hand was shaking. He was laughing so hard that I, I was get like, a clear photo. "No, he." It was blurry every time, so I was like, "Here, give it to me. I'll do it." But oh my god, that one had you just laughing so hard. I, yeah, just the whole kind of like, why would you want a shirt with a <laughs> fucked up? stone baby on it was like why I, I, like who thought of 
that. The who, appeal. How like, high was someone that had to think of that concept to put on a I lost my shit. I yeah. was, I could not stop laughing. It was fucking funny. So I think it was after the Pat Pong night area, we were going to go get dinner and I had the surprise for him. And so we had gone to a certain area and it's basically like you went to this crazy office building. It was like an official, like government looking building. Everything was like clean and sterile looking inside and AC. But you basically just walked in the front doors and then out the back. Mm -hmm. And there was this other building and you walked through... And you get on the elevator. You have to go through like this almost metal detector thing or like a security check. Yeah, clear. And they were like, where are you taking us? And I was like, trust me. And and so we get in the elevator and go to the top floor and it was was a rooftop bar. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, because there's quite a few of these. Um, A lot of them are pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. This one seemed pretty cheap. Uh, There was no fee to get in, which a lot of them did have and were really steep. And so... We got out, and it was just this open air with all these seats. And, yeah, the 47th floor, hence the name Cloud 47. Mm -hmm. It's actually not there anymore. It's permanently closed. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, I looked into it. Um, But it was awesome. I got some, I mean, we got some killer photos. I have one of the best panoramic photos of, like, one of my favorites from the whole trip from there. Yeah. Yeah, we just got some drinks and some dinner, which wasn't that expensive either, Mm because usually... Yeah, like I said, just the entry fee to get in, there is one, and it's expensive, as well as the menu's expensive. Yeah. But this didn't have an entry fee, plus the food was, you know, at a decent price, (laughs) which is maybe why they're not there anymore. Yeah. But uh, it was super awesome. Yeah. And we just watched the sunset. Mm -hmm. It was a clear day. I think Uh, that was before we went to the night markets. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah, because yeah. we watched the sunset from up there, and it was gorgeous. Yeah, it was such a sight. Yeah, so that was cool. a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. But I guess, so yeah, that night when we had taken them to Calson Road, that was when we had tried the durian for the first time. Yeah. So we had to let Martin uh, or Megan try it. Yeah, because so. going to Calson during the day and during the night is an entirely different experience. 100%. It's like during the day, it's all these stalls, which is kind of like during... The yeah. night too, but it's, it's mostly for like shopping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at night, it just progressively, as the night goes on, turns into more of like the party club Basically, central. Yeah. If you want to music go starts get going on up. and gets yeah. louder, and people start getting messed up and mm-hmm. dancing, and yeah, it gets pretty wild. Yeah. Like the the sex workers come out of like the mm-hmm. shadows and the ping pong shows. The man, I remember I leaving to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I was by myself, and I was coming back, because we had found this one place where you could pee for free. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And, I was uh, like, what, just down in an alley or something? No, because, yeah, usually you'd have to pay to use a bathroom. Yeah. But we found an that. area that had a gross bathroom with, like, cockroaches. But you could pee for free. Yeah, that's true. So I went by myself, mm-hmm. and all this, you know, it was late at this point, and this girl came out of this alley and, like, grabbed me by the arm and was like, you want to fuck my pussy? And oh, I was my just God. Like, Jesus. Like, almost... <laughs> borderline dragging me back into this shadow alley (laughs) and i was like get off and yeah like that's that doesn't happen during the day but no uh -uh. they yeah shit comes out at night yeah totally but yeah so the durian that we tried was yeah gross and we didn't even want to finish it we paid like 400 baht for one big chunk of it well you had to try it It it's like you couldn't 
certain things you can't really escape the price of. No. And so, uh, yeah, we just ended up giving the rest of it to one of those uh, frog women. Because <laughs> she came and tried a bit. And we were like, do you like it? And she's like, yeah, it's good. And we're like, I oh, I'll take it. it. <laughs> Part of her face was like, no, this isn't good. But we were like, yeah, here, you can have the rest. And yeah. Or, if anything, she could have just gone and sold it, you know, to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, right. So I was like, all right, well. We ended up uh, actually heading across from Kalsan Road. There was, like, one of the major streets that got you there. And we just basically crossed to the section just right across the street from it. And it was a lot more chill. It wasn't as crazy or, like, uh, vibrant with, like, blaring music or anything like that. And we ended up finding a little, uh, it was like a VW bus that turned into a bar. So like the top came open, it had little lights, it had like a cocktail menu, it had... It just had like drinks and shit lined up along the inside of it. It was super cool. And so we're like, this is kind of more our scene. It had a bunch of like uh, tables tables and and chairs out on the side of it. And we're like, oh shit. Um, so we just stopped there and there were even like a lot of locals there too, which were, they were all super friendly and like wanting to, you know, talk to us and, you know, they all spoke English really well and they were just like down to hang out and chill. And so that was a really fun kind of. Also rare experience. Yeah. Little find, you know, so that was pretty fun. Uh, There was a a little chihuahua (laughs) that was just chilling on the bar too that I remember being yes, just just hanging super out. chill and cute i guess it was the owners we ended up just filling that you know day full jam-packed with stuff for them to go and see and do just like an awesome you know if you had one day in bangkok what would you do yeah um, and then you know we we had already booked our tickets south so we were planning on heading to some islands and the first uh you know stop was surat tani which is where you kind of uh, pick up a ferry and you head to Copenhagen, which is where we wanted to go to the full moon party. Yeah, because they were getting there, M and M were getting into Bangkok just in time to make it to a full moon party, and yeah. that was like you know a must do, a must experience. Mm-hmm. We heard so, so much about. We asked if they were down to do that, and yeah. I was super excited to find out that we were going to be there in time for that, and yeah. they were. They were up for it, so yeah, mm-hmm. we had gotten those tickets during our Lucky Buddha Day run yeah. around, mm-hmm. rigmarole. And then, yeah, we just uh, boarded a train, a night train. Yeah, and we got an overnight bus train. Bus train. Bus train. <laughs> I'm reading overnight bus. Oh, yeah. Oh, weird. I don't know why you put bus. Overnight train. But yeah, it was an overnight train. I don't remember where it went to, but yeah, it was a train. I think it was Surat To a ferry, and this then one. this whole... Yeah. Ordeal basically to get to uh, the full moon party. Yeah, so it was quite a quite a day's worth of travel. But that's all coming up next time. That will be next week. So, but we also Which was wanted crazy. to. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Uh, we also wanted to let everybody know that we are kind of watching who's been listening and We're where watching. you're. <laughs> We've been uh, kind of paying attention to where people are listening from. Geographically. Geographically, as far as all over the world, and then also just in the States in general. So we see you out there. We know you're listening. and We We thank you. We thank you, and we want to know who you are. And um, if you have any questions for us, we 
welcome those gladly and we'll answer those on any any given podcast coming up where we can and we feel like you know we want to we want to engage with you guys yeah. so yeah tell us who you are um tell what us what travels thinking, what questions you have yeah tell us what concerns. travels you've been on or what your future plans are uh if we can meet up in the future that would be awesome if yeah, our we may cross paths, paths you know weirder things cross. have happened yeah so we're just looking forward as fuck to our new trip coming up, which we're leaving August 8th to head to Barcelona. Yeah. We've already purchased. I just had my last day of work yesterday. Yeah, you And know. I'm like beaming with excitement. <laughs> this is like the countdown now, too. Yeah, it's like, it's getting real. It's getting real, real. It's really, really real. <laughs> so really, like, go check out our website, too, because we actually have time to do stuff on it. So we're coming out with a lot more of the photos from this trip that we're talking about. And then also our upcoming, upcoming plans and uh, where we're going to be. We'll have events posted of how you can follow kind of where we're at. Um, all at trailofbeans.com. Yeah. And yeah, we're just uh, super excited that you guys are kind of along on this ride. And we want to talk more <laughs> just drawing it out thanks so much for okay. listening <laughs> whitney shut up we'll go hey shut the fuck no i'm just joking all right we love you all and thanks for listening we'll talk Thank to you, you next time bye if you liked what you heard subscribe to our podcast if you feel inclined leave us a comment or review tell someone you know who might enjoy to have a listen and feel free to share on your choice of social media if you want to know more about us or see any photos of our travels, you can check out our website at trailofbeans.com. We also have a Facebook page where you can follow us on our upcoming adventures and get updates along the way, which can be found by searching at symbol The Bean Trail. We'll be back next week. Same beans. Same pod. Cast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>